for us, Father. God, that, that on that all holy night, Lord, that you sent Jesus, Lord, so we could have a way to you, Father. We wouldn't be just here hopeless. God, just open up our hearts and our eyes and our ears, Lord, as we look into your word for just a minute. We thank you for the good news that we're singing about today. We say this in your name. Amen. All right. Hey, can you guys give Kyle one more round of applause? That was awesome. He's going to come back in just a few minutes and do a couple more songs for us. But uh, let's do some different songs. You ready for this? Here's what I need. We're going to do some audience participation. You guys ready to have some fun this morning? Kids, you guys did a great job with your segment up here. We appreciated that. That was so much fun. This is the kind of stuff they do every Sunday morning in the back. We have the coolest children's workers and, uh, and volunteer team ever, and so they did a fantastic job. But adults, I think we could probably do something cool this morning too. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play a little clip of music. You're going to hear it. It's going to play for just a few seconds, and then if you know it, here's what's going to happen. The clip is going to end, and because you know the song, you're going to finish the vocal. You ready? We're going to sing out this morning. You guys ready? We're going to put you on stage. Now, don't forget, this is also live on Facebook today. It's fantastic, right? So uh, so sing out really loud. I shouldn't have told you that part, right? So here we go. Here's our first song. Let's see if you know this one. Anybody know this one? Let's see here. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know it. Good. We could have stood to have heard that a few more times last night. Really? Um, I think that's also now known as the funeral dirge of Tennessee. That was, man, rough, rough game last night. All right. Here's the next one. Let's see if you know this one. A little different genre. Some of you already getting it. All right. Let's see what you know. Should we just see how long that one can go? We just keep singing that one? Keep going? That's good. That one will get you pumped up on it. All right. That's good. We Are the Champions by Queen. Never thought you were going to hear that one in church when you showed up this morning, did you? All right. Here's another one. Let's get one more. Here. See whose voices are awake today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we now know who we got some people we need to introduce into our band and worship team, right? So I don't know if Phil's in the room this morning or not, but start taking note of some people. We also know some people we should, probably should not put on our worship team this morning. Don't point out anybody. All right, we got one more. It's Christmas time. Let's see if you guys know this one. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Kids. You know it? Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitz. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. That's good. That's good. You guys got it. We are all in the Christmas spirit now, right? That's good. Fantastic, man. That is so cool. Well, listen, here's what I love about this. Music is an important part of life. It plays such a key role in our lives. Music's important. It's also a powerful part of life. 
See, here's some things that we start to understand about music, and you can think, as you heard some of these songs, music can inform our emotions. How many of you remembered some of those songs and went, oh yeah, junior high dance, I know exactly, I can remember crying as I broke up with my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, right? Like, I remember that, right? <laughs> middle, school, middle school dance, what are you talking about? I was in college. Uh, music can also shape our memories, right? Some of those things that you remember from music, they can take you right back to a moment. You know how music can do that? It can just transport you somewhere. And all of a sudden, music just takes you to a place and you can remember exactly what you were doing in a moment that you hear a song. Maybe some of you, that's your song, you know, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends. That's your song. It connects you back to something. You can remember sights and smells and experiences because memory is shape or our emotions, excuse me, music can shape our memories. And then the third thing is music can also determine our mood. Have you ever been in a good mood and then some really somber songs come on? I can remember as a kid going to sleep and having the radio on and just getting bummed out because it would be on like Delilah at night or something crazy like that, you know, and you're just like, all these romantic, lovey, sappy songs, and I'm like 13, this is bumming me out. And so, uh, yeah, music can, can really determine our mood sometimes. Music, I heard, I've heard musicians talk about the fact that in a concert environment, they can take a crowd from the, the basement of emotions to the pinnacle of emotions, and they know how to, how to sway people's emotions through the use of music. Every culture uses music. Every culture has music. Everybody sings. Everybody has songs, and because that's true, God has put music in our hearts. But God does this because it's not just something that He gives us for the point of singing out, but God has put music in our souls. For those of us who follow Him, He's given us music as one of the highest expressions of praise that there can be. Like God gave us music as an avenue to praise and worship Him. And so listen to some passages of Scripture that I want to just read to you very quickly. Psalm 47, 6, sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. Psalm 105, 2, sing to Him, sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. Jeremiah 20, 13, sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Isaiah 12, 5, sing to the Lord, for He has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the people of the world. So when you think about that, I looked up last night, there are 121 references to singing in the Bible. Did you know that it's the most commanded thing that the Bible tells us to do is sing to the Lord? That's amazing that God has given us Music. I had a seminary professor one time that was uh, pretty famous around our campus that would used to, uh, he used to say all the time um, that a Christian who doesn't sing is like a fish who doesn't swim. Like Christians should just sing. God has given us music. He's given us an expression of praise. And there are all kinds of methods and versions to praise God. There's all kinds of methods and ways to exclaim our praise and our worship to God and our admiration to Him. But I think singing is one of the highest forms. And I love that God has given us music as a way to express our devotion to Him, our allegiance to Him, our love for Him, our passion for Him, our emotions for Him. It's all moved by singing. And so this Christmas, I know that not everyone's a good singer, not everyone loves to sing, and yet everyone can sing, and I think everyone should sing. Even if you're not good at it, you should you should just belt it out. What does Scripture say? Make a joyful noise to the Lord. It doesn't say it has to be great. It just says be noisy. So just belt it out there. 
sing to God. And I love that the Bible tells us that and gives us that. But this Christmas, we're going to take a look at the birth narrative of Jesus. And here's what you're going to find as we go through the first couple of chapters of the book of Luke. It's full of singing. The first couple of chapters of Luke that surround the birth narrative, when God introduced his son into the world, one of the things that happens that's so powerful is that music exudes from the life of the people that are impacted by it. And so you're going to find when Mary is announced that she's going to have a baby, she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And when she gets there and she meets Elizabeth and finds out that Elizabeth is pregnant, what does Mary do? Mary sings. And Elizabeth is pregnant with who we know as John the Baptist. He was going to be the forerunner of Jesus. He had come, God had sent John into the world in order to announce the coming of the Messiah. He was there to make way for the Lord. And as John did that, and was they found out that they were going to have this son named John, and he was going to be the forerunner of the Messiah, when John's born, what does Zechariah do? His father, he sings. He sings at his birth. He's been silent for nine months. So as soon as John is born and he gets his voice back, he starts to sing. And then on the night that Jesus is born, what happens when the angels visit the shepherds in the fields? They sing. The world's first ever Christmas concert was given by an angelic choir in the heavens. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to men who his favor rests on. So there's music all around the Christmas story. And over the next three weeks, we're going to dive in and explore some of this music together. We're just going to look at what the Bible says, the kinds of songs that flow out. And we don't know the melodies that they sang. We don't know the tune, but we know the lyrics. We know the words. We know what was in their heart and what they said and what they sang out. And so we're going to explore that over the next few weeks. It's the music of Christmas. That's what we're talking about. And for the next few weeks, we're just going to dive into this event around the birth of Jesus, where the music of Christmas is given. And as Jesus is born into the world, we start to get to kick off and sing about Him. We kick off this Christmas season. We sing together. Over the next few weeks, we're going to look at this. And here's what you're going to find in all of the songs. You're going to find this incredible theology. You're going to find Mary and Zechariah singing and quoting Scripture from the Old Testament as they sing. You're going to find the angels giving glory to God. There's also deep passion and emotion that's wrapped up in these songs. And so you're going to see over the course of the next few weeks how Scripture lays out for us the music of Christmas. And here's what I love about this. And as we get into this, there are a few things that I love about Christmas as much as singing. I love listening to Christmas carols. I have to confess, this year for the first time, I broke out Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I try not to do that, but I had to this year. I'm getting ready for this series called The Christmas, the Music of Christmas. And I was just like, I've got to get into the Christmas mood and start writing some things. And so I started listening to Christmas music. I love, love, love the music of Christmas. There's nothing that I love more about Christmas, I don't think, than the songs. My family used to go Christmas caroling on Christmas Eve. We would walk around my grandmother's neighborhood and just knock on doors and Christmas carol to people. I love the music of Christmas. And here's why I love that. Because the music of Christmas helps us connect to the message of Christmas. When you think about the message of Christmas, when you think about what Christmas is really all about, it's all about the powerful truth that God loves the world so much that He sent His one and only Son And that He sent His Christ into the world. He sent the one person into the world that could save us. That could change our eternity. And this Christmas season, we're going to get to hear more about 
the story of Jesus coming, the events surrounding that, the birth of John the Baptist, Mary learning that she's going to have the Messiah, Jesus being born and the angels singing to the shepherds. And we're going to hear and explore all about the music of Christmas. But the music of Christmas helps us connect so deeply to the message of Christmas. And the message of Christmas is simple. That God loves you. That God wants a relationship with you. That He has a plan for you. And that He sent His Son to come into this world. To be the King, not only of the world, but of our hearts and our lives. And for anyone and for everyone who would accept Jesus into their life. The Bible says that He gives the rights to become sons and daughters of God. See, that's what God wants with us. He wants this relationship. God's not somebody who's trying to force Himself on you. God's not somebody who's trying to ruin your life, although in some cases when you become a Christian, there are parts of your life that you might get ruined. Some things that you just think are the the pinnacle of life right now, that when God comes in, He might say, you know, you thought that was great, but I'm going to take that off the table. I'm going to give you something even better. The music of Christmas connects with the message of Christmas that Jesus is for us. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is the promised one. That all the things that we heard in the story from Bill and our children's ministry a little while ago, all of the things that led up to the children of Israel discovering what their life was going to be and what God had for them, they were led right up to the point in the end of the Old Testament where God had spoken to them and said, when my Savior comes, He's going to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and children to their parents. And He's going to renew relationships. He's going to renew things. He is going to be with you. That word Emmanuel simply means God with us. He's the one who came to this earth so that people no longer had to point to God and say, He's out there. He's given us a promise. He's made a a promise for us. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. When Jesus was born, the promise had come. He had come to be with us. I love how the Message Bible says it in, in John. It says that the glory of the one and only God had come and moved in to the neighborhood. He came to be with us. He came to tabernacle with us, to live and dwell with us so that we could know His Father. And so we could have life. And this morning, that's the powerful truth of a simple message. That the music of Christmas connects us to the heart of the message of Christmas. That Jesus has come. That He's for you. That He loves you. And He wants you to have a relationship with His Father. But it's only possible through Him. Because the powerful thing about the manger is is that the manger points forward to the cross. And that what Jesus was born into, into a, a wooden manger, we always imagine it's a wooden manger, but that would not be the... That would not be the avenue of our salvation. The manger was a portal. The cross was the avenue of our salvation. And so Jesus came to be with us to go from a wooden manger to a wooden cross. That's the message. The music just helps us connect with that deep truth. That when Jesus was born, and what we'll celebrate all during this Christmas season, is that there's something deeper. That Jesus isn't going to stay a baby in a manger. He's going to grow up to be a man. And He's going to go to a cross. And He's going to die for our sins. He's going to give His life so that you can know life and have life. 
That's the powerful truth. That's the message of Christmas. The music helps us connect. And so we're going to continue to sing together this morning. We're going to sing about Emmanuel, God with us. And as we do that, my hope is that your heart will connect deeply to that message and its truth. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus this morning, but you would want to, or maybe today is just a starting point for you to say this Christmas season... I'm not just going to know the story about Jesus coming to earth and being born into a manger. I'm going to listen to the story. I'm going to engage in the story. I want to know the message of the story. And so maybe today's just a starting point for you. I don't know yet if I buy into all this, but I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to explore. I'm willing to dig. I'm willing to pray. I'm willing to ask God, will you reveal yourself to me? And maybe this Christmas season, the birth of Jesus in the manger would also be the starting place of the birth of Jesus in your heart and in your life. And if you want to know anything about that relationship with Jesus, after the service is over, we would love to talk to you. Myself or one of our elders, our staff team, we're going to be around. There's going to be a couple of us here at the front. There's going to be a couple of us at the table outside. But if you'd like to talk more about what that relationship with Jesus is about, we would love to have that conversation with you before you leave here today. So as we close up this time, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to continue to sing, to worship this King who came, who was born for us. And so Kyle's going to continue to lead us. Let's sing together.